Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is. It's Team Preview Day, and we've got another one coming at you right before the season starts. Where It's coming up quick. Uh, I am your host, Logan Jones. Joining me today to talk about the Washington Mystics is Kyle Haywood. What's up, Logan? Thanks for, uh, I was going to say thanks for having me on. Like I'm, like I'm not a host of this show. I like you're inviting me as a guest, <laughs> which is kind of what it feels like. And, uh, I know that you've recorded with Jason and I know that you've recorded with Steve and I am just happy that I get to be a part of the group now. Yeah, man. I know you've been listening to the other episodes with, with takes. Yeah. Just- just like bursting at the seams of take. <laughs> so we're, we're actually, we're going to give you some like inside baseball here right now, listeners. We're actually going to rattle off a couple different, uh, previews here today all in one go. We're going to space them out when we release them on the podcast, but, um, Kyle's going to be a part of the next couple. Yeah. Which I'm excited about. And today's especially, uh, especially intriguing because this is a team with some recent success, which is, not something we've been able to say for the last couple teams that we've been eyeing. <laughs> True. Uh, as, as harsh as that might sound, I'm, I'm excited to, to kind of get into another tier of teams. Uh, it's going to be the Washington Mystics. Um, which as you know, like if you've been paying attention a little bit to the offseason, they've got some new stylish rise jerseys out there. They've got a, a pretty key player coming back after sitting out last season. So there's some stuff. There's some ball to talk about with this team. Um, just before we get, into the nitty gritty, I've got my outline all ready to go. Um, what's your like very tippy top, like most superficial impression of like the 2021 Washington Mystics? Like, does anything come to mind at all? Yes. And that is that they have access to more players than they're going to be able to utilize because of players yeah. like Alicia Clark and Emma Miesemann not being able to play. Like, this is a roster that should go for the championship. Um, I'm not positive if they will because they're missing two very major players, but they also still have a lot of tools and a lot of, a lot of players ready to go. So, um, I, I feel like this is a team that has done very, very well in building a great roster that they now just don't have access to, <laughs> which is really hard. Yeah. So that's my, that's my, uh, opinion of, of Washington right now. Yeah, I mean, that segues perfectly into our first segment here, which is just the story so far on the Washington Mystics. They, they've been under coach Mike Tebow since 2013 and pretty much every year under his tutelage, uh, they've been a lock to make the playoffs. They've appeared in the playoffs every season, but one under coach Tebow, uh, the last couple of years in a row, obviously slowly and steadily, they, they edged towards getting a championship. 2017 the Mystics made the semis. They lost 3-0 to Minnesota. Didn't win a game in the semis. 2018 Mystics, they rallied back. They beat, I don't remember who they beat in the semis. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about 2018 too much. Uh, but they lost 3-0 to Seattle in the finals. That was the Seattle Storm uh, finals. One of the last several because the Storm have been good for forever. But Storm won in 2018. Mystics snake bit again. But they made the finals again in 2019. It's their third straight year. Uh, being one of the last four teams remaining. And they beat the Connecticut Sun in a five-game series in which their star player, Elena Deladon, had, like, multiple disc ruptures and, like, horrible stuff going on with her back. 
didn't matter. Mystics got it done. Uh, it's actually the same year that the Nationals won the World Series. Yeah. And I think, was that also the same year the Capitals were in? The in Capitals, the I think, were, they, did they win it or were they just in the, I think they were in the. I feel like they won. Did they beat I feel like Vegas? that was the year the Capitals did it. Yeah. Cause, cause Vegas didn't win at all. I think that might so that be true. So that was like the year where DC was <laughs> DC like just the killing it. Yeah. Outside the yeah. NBA. Yikes. Yeah, well, obviously, but, uh, <laughs> but the Mystics were a part of that. And that was really cool. Um, because they had been, you, you always love to see a team get close and get close and then finally like pull off the win. Like while that current like generation of the team is all playing together, they were able to do it. They got their rings in 2019, 2020 wobble season came along. Lena Deladon out for the season. COVID concerns wasn't a good idea for her to play. Um, there's actually some drama at the start of that, like the wobble experience yeah. for Deladon where like the doctors weren't giving her a COVID clearance, even though she was like definitely in like a demographic of people that was like, yeah, in, because like, of her preexisting conditions. It. Yeah. Like yeah. that was a whole, that was a whole drama segment by itself. Yeah. So that was wild. Um, Deladon, you're going to pick up on this episode. If you're new to the WNBA and you're looking into being a mystics fan, that's the name you want to know. It's probably the Jersey you want to go buy. Just make sure it's not hyphenated. Um, Actually, if it is hyphenated, you might make a ton of money because <laughs> Deladon was asking for one on, on Twitter the other day. Yeah. Get the misprint. Yeah. Get a misprint. <laughs> if you can get a misprint, but she, I mean, she's the engine that makes this team go. Uh, they, in 2020, even without Deladon, they did, the Mystics won four straight games to slip into the playoffs last year. This is the first playoff yeah. team from last year we've done a preview for. They were the eighth seed. Uh, they lost in the first round to the Phoenix Mercury, the old Walker using ancient <laughs> Phoenix Mercury, according Stop. to Kyle Haywood. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Uh, again, if you're new to the show, uh, one of the inside jokes that we have here is just that Kyle thinks that Phoenix is old. So now you're, now you're up to, <laughs> but speed. I like them. That's my, I, that's my thing is I always comment on how old they are, but also that I always seem to ha- somehow pick them to like be in the finals. So <laughs> uh, that's true. You are a faithful picker of Phoenix when it comes to like believing in their talent. So absolutely. I got to give that to you. Last season was the first time I didn't put them in the finals, like since our show started. So. Yeah, so they they ended the season on that nice 4-0 stretch, lost in the playoffs. They didn't have most of their major pieces playing, so still kind of a good season for them. Uh, they they defended. I I don't feel like they were able to fully defend the title they won in 2019 because everybody that was a major player on that run wasn't present. Right. Uh, but they still managed to go nine and thirteen because they're a well coached team and they've got a lot of talent. So. Uh, I'll open up the floor before I go into specific player personnel, but what was your impression of the 2020 Mystics? The 2020 Mystics to me was the who's going to step up because you had so many players out um, for various reasons. And a lot of teams had this. And so it's, it wasn't just the Mystics, but I feel like the Mystics, it was their biggest names that weren't there, right? You're Elena Deladon, Natasha Cloud, um, and, uh, Tina Charles, who they had just barely picked up. And I was really excited to see Tina Charles on that squad. And Tina Charles wasn't playing either. And so that was, that was really interesting. Um, they were missing like big, big names. And to see them, uh, they started out kind of 
I think they started out like three and zero or something. Like, weren't they like undefeated over the first couple of games? Like they they, they were did, the, they start off hot. They start off super hot, and then they didn't. And the, then I think they lost all but one game through like the whole middle stretch, and then they ended on a four game win streak as well. So, um, I just yeah, like that. That's kind of how they were a fun team to follow last year, even though nobody had them you know, competing for the championship at all. I feel like they had a really fun storyline last year, both on and off the court um, with their different players. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I I feel bad that again, on paper, this roster looks absolutely stacked and it's just really sad that we probably won't see all of these players playing together this season. Agreed. Uh, that takes me right into our key returners. Let's get to know this team, Kyle. Yeah. We've already referenced quite a bit of it, but, uh, we'll, we'll start at the tippy top. Sometimes I like to build up the suspense a little bit, but we're going to dig right into <laughs> Elena Deladon. Yep. Who in her seven years in the WNBA has been an all star six times. But let me just read you Deladon's resume to give you an idea, future Mystics fan who's listening right now, what you're getting when you become a fan of the, this Washington team. Uh, 2019 WNBA champion, two-time WNBA MVP. That's 2015 with the Chicago Sky and then 2019 with the Mystics in her championship year. Uh, four-time first-team All-WNBA, six-time WNBA All-Star, Rookie of the Year 2013, uh, 50-40-90 club in 2019. Mm. How about that? Yeah, that was a heck of a season and and... She was playing injured through like the most important stretch of it to win her team a title. That's Deladon. That's like enough reason right there to be a fan of this roster and believe in it. But I will go further and give you Ariel Atkins returning. So you're going to get, uh, would she, she did not win most improved player, but Maisha Hines Allen was in the running for that award last year. Um, you're going to get her at forward. Also, kind of a, this is actually a younger team than you'd think. Mm-hmm. I'm looking down the roster and I see 23, 23, 24. Um, Emma Mieseman is technically returning on the roster, but will not be joining this team at least until after the of the Olympics. Do yeah. we know if the Olympics are happening? Do we know like yeah. Emma Mieseman, the the finals MVP for this team in 2019? Uh, critical piece of the puzzle. Uh, yeah. Emma Miesman is one of my favorite players in this league. Um, in fact, two of, and I will, uh, unashamedly say this, two of my favorite players hands down in this league are Alicia Clark and Emma Miesman. And they're both on the mystics and both of them probably won't play this season, <laughs> which makes me so sad. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at with, with both of those. I, I love Emma Miesman. I think, I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's marketing or what. I think that she's, she's super, super highly valued in the league and yet somehow still underrated when it comes to like fans and, and how people view her. Maybe it's because the WNBA isn't her first like dedication. Like she's, she's more focused on, you know, her Belgian national team. But man, I, I love Emma Miesman. She's fantastic. Yeah. You also, uh, you get you get her back, but not really back. You also, I, I'll just skip right to this. You you had a big acquisition in the offseason in Alicia Clark, yes. who promptly hurt her knee and is out for the season as well. So you've got two examples of like players who on any team in the league would be a really key either starter or like the first person off the bench that you turn to. Um, that's 
little little bit snake bit. You're if you're a Mystics fan, you're glad you won the title when you did because injury luck has not been on your side. Um, COVID and Olympics and other interferences to the season have not been on your side. Uh, so that's that's a little bit looking ahead, but. Uh, you also get uh, just one last name because we like her on this show. Leilani Mitchell, yes. returning player to this team in her, uh, she's age 34 now. She's been around the league quite That's a bit. That's crazy. Um, I feel like, I feel like she hasn't been in the league that, that long. And wow. That is crazy to consider that Leilani Mitchell's, yeah. That's yeah, impressive. I was, I was shocked by that. Um, in terms of acquisitions, well, let me get to departures. Let me get to departures. I'm going out. All, you got me all out of sorts here, but <laughs> um, this team did lose Ariel Powers, not to an injury or to some outside circumstance, but lost her to the Minnesota Lynx. Ariel Powers is out. Uh, if you want to be a Mystics fan, you don't have to get to know Ariel Powers for a couple more episodes. Uh, and then we'll do the Lynx preview and we'll talk all about her and how much we like her. But uh, that's really the only major like departure departure in terms of like someone being dealt or cut from the team acquisitions wise. We talked about Alicia Clark, who's out with a knee injury. They also picked up Erica McCall. Yes. Nice little pickup there. And they did, this is cheating, but they traded in 2020. They traded two first rounders and a second and a third for Tina Charles, who did not play last season. Um, so that's kind of a big deal. Uh, I consider that an acquisition just because Last year's bubble last season. Year. Yeah, like I, it wasn't an illegitimate season. Like we all watched that season and loved it. A lot of dramatic things happened. The playoffs were great. I feel like Vegas and Seattle were the best two teams and the best team ended up winning. So I, I totally consider it like a legit season, a legit championship and everything. But for a couple teams like the Mystics, it did kind of feel like a punted year. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that is why like Deladon out, um, Tina Charles out. I don't know. It just didn't didn't seem like a team intent on repeating as champions to me. No, I'd agree with that. <clears throat> I uh yeah, like I said, you know, Tina Charles, uh El- Elena Deladon, you know, like they just had so many players, uh, Natasha Cloud, so many players that just weren't there. And uh, you know, they had just recently lost Christy Tolliver. So like, yeah, it's just it was hard to see. It was hard to watch Mystics come off a championship sheet, championship season and know that they immediately aren't going to be competing even anywhere close to like making a finals run. So that was kind of hard to watch. But again, as far as like composition of talent on a roster, you can't fault Washington at all for what they've got right now. I think anybody would be stoked to have the players that they have it's just kind of been an unfortunate situation that we haven't seen all of it come together yeah. yet. Well, that leads us into uh, the final kind of stage of each one of these team previews and, and probably the longest stage where I, I want to talk about this team's floor and their ceiling. Mm-hmm. And this seems like as good a time as any to discuss Deladon's health because you can't have a floor and ceiling discussion about this team without basically thinking if Deladon, if her back isn't there, if her age 31 year isn't, as steady as her seven year career has been, this team's floor sinks pretty low. Yes. In my opinion. So I'm, I'm interested in your thoughts on Deladon's health and where you kind of see this team's highest high and lowest low going into the 2021 season. Um, Washington to me is probably the team with the greatest range as far as floor and ceiling. And that's really difficult. I know that in the previous episodes, you guys have been, you know, like, well, you can't count on injuries, 
But in this case, it's like a lingering nagging injury. And so I feel like I want to take that into consideration. She's, yeah, she's kind of she's currently injured yeah. as far as we know. <clears throat> exactly. So we have to include it. So, yeah, I mean, we're not taking like, well, what if, you know, we're not saying like Asia Wilson, who was last year's MVP, you know, MVP, like what if she gets hurt? Because there's no current injury. This is an ongoing thing that's been around for Deladon. Um, so I think there's their floor to ceiling is probably the biggest range of any team like at all in the league right now. Um, I think that their floor is is way down at like a probably a 10th, 11th place. I really do. I really do think that maybe outside of Indiana and Atlanta, you know, if, if you've got an injured Deladon and you're just trying to ride, you know, uh, you know, like a, a Tina Charles, Natasha Cloud, you know, Ariel Atkins, that's a, that's tough, you know, because there's just so much depth and talent in this league that as good as those three players are, I don't know. I, I just don't see Washington being able to do a whole lot. So even though, yes, they're bringing back players that weren't around last season and they did take eighth place last season without all these big names, I really do think I could see them dropping down to about a nine or a ten. Um, that being said, their ceiling could honestly be like a, a two or a three. Um, and maybe a finals run. If, if Emma Mieseman comes back and plays after the Olympics, um, if Deladon's back stays healthy, um, you know, and, and everything else stays good for this Washington team and things click and we see Tina Charles come in and be the dominant player that we know Tina Charles to be, this is a team who really could vie for a championship. And I know that sounds, like I'm not, I'm not putting this out there to sound like oh very political like well you know the right things happen they could be bottom of the league or top of the league I'm not going to say that about any other team Washington is legitimately in that boat like they they really have such a huge range of of a floor to ceiling so I'm that's my thoughts Logan I'm curious what your thoughts are as far as their floor and their ceiling yeah I'm I'm almost with you I'm not quite I'm not quite there um, just because I. I'm a little concerned about the Deladon injury, and then I'm a little concerned about the teams at the top. Um, and I'm too... I've looked ahead. I've cheated a little bit in my previews. And I know what's coming. And <laughs> I have a hard time saying that the ceiling for this team is to be a true contender. But I, I'd be willing to give them a ceiling. And by ceiling, I mean, you know, even if it's a 3% chance of happening, it's still out there. There's a there's a version of this team where Deladon Deladon comes back in MVP form and Emma Meesman comes back at the right time and Heinz Allen and and uh, Tina Charles are difference makers and this is one of the best rosters at least starting five uh, in the league and they get a top four seed. That's a stacked front court that you just talked about. That's a stacked yeah. front court. <laughs> and in, in the WNBA, if you get a top four seed, if you're if you're newer to this league and you haven't looked at the playoff format. Uh, the playoffs heavily favor the top two seeds and then the top four seeds in different ways. Mm -hmm. The top two seeds are guaranteed a berth in the semifinals. Uh, and the top four seeds don't have to play in the first round. So that's, uh, that's huge. And I think this team is technically capable of that. I probably wouldn't put my, my money on that. I don't think that's the highest percentage chance of their outcome this year. Right. But the chat agrees. I mean, Tina Charles, major difference maker. And I think people are forgetting about how big the third year jump from Aisha Hines Allen was. Yes. Um, if you've, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I'm a big believer in that year three 
Like that's where you need to show your potential as a professional player in this league. Maisha Hines Allen went from like three points a game her first two seasons to 30 minutes. Uh, she, she started 22 games, all 22 games of the bubble season, 30 minutes a game, 17 points a game. She shot over 50% from the floor. Her three point percentage has climbed every year she's been in the league. She started shooting more of them last year. Um, turnovers aren't super concerning. Added a lot of rebounds, added some assist numbers, like everything. It didn't just trend up with more playing time. It skyrocketed. And I, I think she, like, I don't, I don't want to slander anyone that we're not talking about on the show. I think she probably would have been my pick for most improved player. Right. Um, and that's, that's huge. Um, because that's a little bit, a little bit of insurance. Uh, when you're talking about like an iffy MVP and probably Emma Meesman stays overseas, like there's a lot of uncertainty with this team. It's really nice to have a rock like that come in and be in her fourth year and know she's capable probably of even greater things, but can definitely handle the workload of 30 minutes a game. Yeah. I, yeah, dude, I'm with you. I think that, uh, I, again, the front court of this team with Tina Charles, Della Don, uh, you already mentioned Heinz Allen and potentially an Emma Meeseman returning. Like, I mean, Washington won a title in 2019 with less than that. Like, I, yeah, they had Christy Tolliver, but you, I mean, a Christy Tolliver for Tina Charles, like, I think that's, that's pretty straight across the board. You know, you've got Ariel Atkins and Heinz Allen that are both continuing to develop and are really solid players. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to be favorite. I don't think their ceiling is favorites for the title. I think their ceiling is they could make a finals run if they, if they, you know, pop up the hard part. The, the biggest difficulty with that ceiling will be the fact that early on in the season, um, missing Emma Mieseman, they're not going to win a, you know, it's not that they're going to go in and win a ton of games and be one of the top two seed. This is a team that would have to make a finals run from like a five or a six seed. Um, but may, maybe, uh, you know, after Mieseman, if she comes back, could be like a goes on one of these, you know, five or six game win streaks to finish the season, sure. pops them up to a five or six seed. Um, and you know, they, they make a run that way. That might be the way that it happens. Um, and at that point, I don't, if I'm any team in this league, I don't want to play against, you know, uh, a fully healthy outside of Alicia Clark, Washington mystic squad like that. They are extremely talented, extremely talented. So, and also could take like 10th place. So, (laughs) yeah, well, that's, that's the very last part of this discussion is how far can they slide? I remember I said in the Dallas wings preview, as much as I'm a believer that Dallas is kind of a step ahead of the, the other bottom three teams, um, or, or that tier of four teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. I just didn't see them being able to catch anybody in front of them. And I think that's true. Even for as bad as the mystics could be, if things don't go their way and the injury bug bites them pretty hard. Uh, I just, I don't see them slipping too far below 500 and our bar for making the playoffs has been 13, maybe to get in 14 to probably get in. And I think that's right around where they're going to be. So I see them as a likely seven or eight seed in the 2021 season with potential to climb up to four and probably not going to get caught by Dallas to slip down to nine. That's it. Anything else on the Washington mystics, Kyle, 
And if not, feel free to, to throw in the show plugs. So I'm going to have you do that like three times tonight. So, so here's, here's just a quick like pitch to, uh, anybody who's listening, who's just maybe investigating the Washington mystics for, uh, for the reasons why you should like this team. Um, this team is, has a long history in the WNBA and has a long history of success in the WNBA. Um, and only recently got their first ring. So you're not, you're not going to be a bandwagon fan by hopping onto the Washington Mystics train right now. Um, because there's other teams that are, you know, at the top that are, you know, four titles between a couple of the, of the teams here. But it really comes down to, um, the Washington Mystics are like, they, they just seem to really put a lot of, uh, a lot of things together very well. Um, as far as their, their roster, they've got a great look. Um, it, their, their recent look is coming together. Um, here's what you need to know as a Washington Mystics fan. Um, you're coming into probably the most outdated logo. Okay. <laughs> if you, if you just are okay with coming into a really outdated logo and you're ready to ride the wave through a potential, uh, rebranding, this is the team for you. So there's my pitch yeah, for them. The rebrand is coming soon. I hope the rebrand so. is coming soon. <laughs> the rebrand will come right when Heinz Allen gets her first all-star nomination which <laughs> yes. is coming in the future. Yes. Um, I'm not kidding. I believe, I believe there are probably 10 to 12 faces of the league right now. Many of them are veterans of the league. And then a, a handful of them are young. You've got, I would absolutely, I would consider reigning MVP Asia Wilson in that group. You could even convince me to include Sabrina, even though she hasn't done anything yet. Um, in the WNBA, like they're, they're just recognizable names. And then there's this whole bevy of young up and coming players that we know is super talented, but we don't know who, who's going to take that mantle yet from like the older tier of players. Right. If you're new to the league and you're listening to this episode thinking the Mystics might be the team for you, Heinz Allen could be your favorite player for a long time. Yes. I think, I think she has potential to lead this team in double doubles this year. Like points and rebounds have to come from somewhere. She's going to be the one getting them when, when people lean on her because Meesman's gone or Clark is out or Del Dunn's hurt or whatever happens, she's going to be there. So, uh, if, if you want like a favorite, if you're like me and you want to pick a favorite player that's like definitely good and going to stick around, but isn't like the mainstream player that I, I think a Heinz Allen jersey could be in your future. For sure, dude. Uh, so if you, uh, so if you're looking to, uh, get in touch with us, if you're new to the show, again, this is, you're kind of just checking out the league and you're, you're wanting to know a little bit more about the Washington Mystics. Um, and that's the reason that you hopped on the show. Um, we appreciate you, uh, following us and, and listening. Uh, if you are interested in other WNBA content, make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening, uh, to this podcast. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and drop a five star review really quick for us. That, uh, helps that puts us up higher on the, on the charts as far as, uh, getting able to, being able to get out and, and, reach more listeners and bring them to a knowledge of the WNBA and the incredible product that it is. The best way to reach us is on our Twitter and that is at WNBA nation pod. Uh, so make sure you hit us up there. Um, a couple other ways that you can uh, get in contact with us. Probably the most fun way currently is to hop on our Twitch streams. 
Just go to twitch.tv slash WNBA Nation and you'll find us there. Hit us with a follow there. You'll get notified anytime that we go live. Um, there's, there's tons of you hanging out with us right now, uh, and, and saying what's up in the chat. Um, you get to, you get to be a part of the show. Uh, outside of these team previews, we do a lot of interacting with our Twitch chat during episodes. So, um, so that's a ton of fun. That's a great time to, to hit us up over there. Um, and last but not least, make sure you're grabbing some merch. We've got some fun merch, uh, at wnbanation.storeenvy.com. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the gambit as far as how you can get a hold of us. But Logan, this has been a fun episode, man. Sweet, man. Yeah, excited to excited to sign off and uh, secretly record two more. They're <laughs> yeah. gonna come out on on different days because we gotta we gotta keep people coming back for more. But if you're on the Twitch stream, keep hanging out with us because we got more coming your way shortly. Uh, final thing for you because I just think it's funny and that you'll appreciate this. I've been doing a like a fun fact or a fun stat for every team in these previews so far. Uh, my my fact for the Washington Mystics is that in addition to being uh, one of the first expansion franchises established in 1998. Um, their first season, they went three and 27, uh, which isn't good. And which is fine. They were, they were as young, expansion. they were brand new. Um, but the, the caption at the top of that section of their wiki article says one of the first, one of the worst. <laughs> and, and directly below that caption is the Washington Mystics logo from 1998. And it's identical. I mean, it's they have changed hardly a thing. So if you read the wiki for this team, it's one of the worst, or one of the first, one of the worst. And then it's that logo that Kyle hates so much, just like prominently right next to that. <laughs> and I just thought that I was like, ah, oh, did, did Kyle edit this wiki? Because that's what it seems like. Anyway, thought you'd appreciate that. Washington Mystics, Del Don, Heinz Allen. Boy, Tina Charles. You're going to have a fun year. Mike, Mike, Mike T, Coach T. Coach Tebow's awesome. Y'all, it, it's going to be good. I I would err on the side of a fun season and a playoff berth for this team. Yep. Um, so Jason's going to hit the outro music. We're going to wrap this section of uh, the team previews up, but be watching for more shortly. Uh, absolutely, we will be bringing all of those to you as well as a season preview here before the season kicks off on the 14th. Um, until that time, I am Logan Jones. I'm Kyle Haywood. And we got you next time.